Welcome to the Olam Podcast. This is John Edmiston. Olam Podcast number three in the series Solution Focused Faith. And today's topic is having faith in the faithfulness and truthfulness of God. Now, God is faithful. We hear that time and time again in Scripture. And in the last session, session two, we learned that God's nature governs God's actions, including his actions in the world and the actions in the universe. We can expect goodness from God because God is good, and in his power he acts for our good. Romans 8.28 says he works all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Similarly, God is faithful and true. God's word is true and can be relied on. And in this episode, we'll learn how to rely on God's words, when to apply it, when not to apply it, when to claim it for ourselves, when not to claim it for ourselves, and how we can apply his word in the spirit to the solutions that God desires for our life. Let us pray. Father, we pray that you will glorify yourself in this short podcast, that your nature will be revealed and that you will teach us how to rely on your scriptures, how to rely on Christ, how to rely on the illumination of the Holy Spirit and the promises of God. And Lord, let your word come forth with clarity and truth and power and open up our spiritual eyes and spiritual ears to understand your word in Jesus' name. Amen. So today as we look at this topic, it seems bland, trusting in the faithfulness of God. It seems something that we've heard over and over again from preachers. But as we trust in the faithfulness of God, as we overcome our doubts, our worries and our anxieties and really trust in the solutions that God has for us, your, our spiritual lives will change. Your spiritual life will change and mine will as well. Let's look at two scriptures now, one from Deuteronomy and one from the book of Lamentations. So the first one is Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 4. Deuteronomy 32 and verse 4. He is the rock. His work is perfect, for all his ways are just, a God of faithfulness and without evil, just and upright is he. And from Lamentations, Lamentations 3, 22 to 24, it is by the Lord's kindnesses that we are not destroyed because his mercies never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Now, the words faithfulness and truth are related. The word truth in Hebrew is emeth. The word faithfulness is emuna. They still have the same root word there, and they mean that God is established, firm, true to his word, and faithful about carrying out his promises. And they mean that God can be relied on for his covenant people, and we are his covenant people if we're in the new covenant with Jesus, the covenant of his blood for the forgiveness of sins. So how do we rely on God? What do we rely on God for? Can we rely on God for wild and crazy things like a new yacht? Or do we rely on God to do the work that we should be doing in our daily lives? No, they're kind of crazy things. They're, they're things that 
uh, we don't rely on God for. We, there's things that God's assigned for us to do. For instance, David had to run the kingdom of Israel. He had to do his bit. He had to get up in the morning and govern the nation. But as he governed the nation, God's faithfulness worked with him and enabled him to do things. When David went out to fight Goliath, he got his sling and five stones. He did his bit. And then God came through and enabled David to conquer Goliath. So we see that we do our responsible part of the equation. We we do what's assigned to us. And we don't ask bizarre things from God, like a, a crown covered in jewels or things that just feed our ego and our lusts. We don't rely on God for those kind of things, but we rely on God to be with us in our calling, in our life, and in our family. We can rely on God for the perfect solution from the divine will. So, in life, we run into crises. We run into situations that are, are too tough, that are too overwhelming. And the father of the boy having seizures was distraught. The seizures had often thrown the boy into the fire uh, and into the water, and they seemed to be the work of a demon, and the demon needed to be cast out, and the disciples couldn't do it. And finally, Jesus arrives on the scene, and the distraught father says, if you can help me, if you can heal my son, and Jesus says, if, you know, and the father says, help my unbelief. And eventually he finds faith in Jesus. He finds faith in what Jesus had done for other people. Jesus heals the boy and the boy is restored to normal. And what God does for others, God can do for you. You can trust that what God has done for Jesus, for the apostles, for the church, for pastors, for missionaries, God can do for you. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. He can come through at your moment of crisis. He will be there. He is faithful. He is not going to abandon you to chaos. He's not going to abandon you to the work of the devil. He is not going to let you be destroyed because he is faithful and you can trust him. So we need to believe that what Jesus has done for others, he can do for me and more. What Jesus has done for others, he can do for you and for your family. So how do we get to this point of faithfulness? Well, a good way is to read biographies. Read Christian biographies of, of people who have lived close to the Lord, of missionaries and pastors and great men and women of God, and follow them and believe that the God of those people is also the God of your life and that you can have the same miracles that those people have. So let's just dig into this a little bit here. We need to believe God in an absolute sort of a way. So when God speaks to your heart and says, this is true, I want you to believe me for this, you cling to it absolutely. You hold to it with your strength and with your life. Just as when Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness, God says to him that he's going to give him a land, he's going to give him a son, he's going to make him a mighty nation that the whole world would be blessed through him. And Abraham believes God. He holds on to God for 25 years and it is counted to him as righteousness. So when God speaks a promise of his word into your heart and you know that you know that that's God and you latch onto that and say, God spoke this to me. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to receive it. I'm going to see this in action. So you have the word 
and you have that conviction in your heart from the Holy Spirit you have the faith picture of what the end's going to be like so when God takes Abraham outside he shows him the stars and says so shall your descendants be so God gave Abraham a faith picture of the desired end results and we'll be talking more about that in this little course on solution focused faith so when God confirms his word to you you can rely on it but you must wait for it to come to pass and Joseph someone who had to do that and Psalm 105 verses 17 to 19 it says he sent a man before them Joseph being sold for a servant whose feet they hurt with chains he was laid in iron until the time that his word came the word of the Lord refined him so Joseph had to wait and wait and as he was waiting in that terrible dungeon the word of the Lord refined him and increased his character I suppose that time in the, in the dungeon he had to learn to forgive his brothers and to forgive Potiphar's wife and his heart had to be purified and he served others and he must have overcome the ingratitude of the person that forgot to uh, recommend him to Pharaoh and so on and so on until his heart was pure the word of the Lord refined him and the day came when God saw that Joseph's heart was perfect and he promoted him to be the prime minister of Egypt so God was faithful to Joseph and God will be faithful to you God has his perfect will his wonderful creative solution that he wishes to bring to pass in your life but you must keep on believing and keep on waiting for it God is faithful to his vision of the kingdom of God and to the establishment of a perfect and good new heavens and earth under his rule that is without crying or pain. God has a similar vision for your life. He wants those flourishing ecosystems that I keep talking about from the Garden of Eden all the way to the heavenly Jerusalem. He wants to establish his kingdom in your heart, your home and in your circumstances. You can trust God or you can trust your own foolish solutions. And I'm 62 years old now and I can tell you my own foolish solutions are dumb. I have to trust God. Only his solutions really matter. Because God is faithful and true, you can rely on him to bring his promises to fruition in your life. God will keep on being faithful to you even when you're faithful, faithless to him. It says that in Timothy. Even when you wobble and fail, God is still faithful. God is still good. God still loves you and God's still working on your behalf. You can see God solving your problems in good and perfect ways. You can believe that he will supply wise solutions to pressing problems. In your spirit, you can sense the solution that God wants you to have. Let me explain this. You come to, to life, you come to some puzzle, you come to some solution. Instead of looking at the problem, ask what solution does God want me to have here? And sometimes God's solution may not be your immediate solution. Say you're a, uh, someone serving God and you're single, and you come to God about marriage, and you desperately want marriage, and God says to you, I'm sorry, but my solution for you is that you will remain single for the rest of your life. Then you have to accept that solution and say, well, will you be faithful to me in the midst of all this? Will you? Uh, how will my life work out if I'm single for the rest of my life? And God will tell you to trust him. And if you accept that singleness, 
your life will be better than if you'd got married. Now, you might find that difficult to believe, but I have many friends who are single missionaries and they have been faithful to God in that calling. And now, as they get older in life, they say, yes, it was worth it. The sacrifice was worth it. I didn't get what I want, but I got what God wanted. And they're saying that their lives have been rich and they've been able to serve the Lord in adventurous places and in adventurous ways that married people simply can't go to. So God's solution may not be the solution that you're thinking of, but God's solution is a good solution and he's going to be faithful to you in the midst of it, just as he's been faithful to those single missionaries. So God will lead you through your financial problems, your personal problems and your spiritual problems. He will lead you out of emotional darkness and into light. And as you place your problems before him, ask, what's the solution, Lord? What's your answer to this problem? And wait for God to tell you. Wait for God to show you what the solution is. And when you've got that, when you've heard from God, say, yes, Lord, I accept that. You will be faithful. You will produce that solution in my life. And don't shortcut God. Abraham tried to shortcut God and produced Ishmael instead of Isaac, first off. And Ishmael turned out to be a lot of trouble and his descendants are troubling the people of Israel today because they're the Arabs. So sometimes our shortcuts just result in trouble. But when Isaac came, he was the right answer. He came through Sarah's womb, he became the child of promise, and Jesus descended from him, and redemption came through Isaac. So... We need to trust God for the Isaac and not scoot off and create an Ishmael. You need to trust that God is good, God is faithful, God is true, and God is with you, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So go back to the process. Take your problem to God, say, Lord, what is your solution? Go to the scriptures, listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit in your heart, get God's solution then believe God for that. Believe it's really going to happen and that it's really going to come to pass. That it isn't just a funny little word in your head to encourage you, it's truth. And you can rely on it because God is faithful and God is true. And solution-focused faith believes in a true and faithful God who brings powerful solutions into your life to create shalom and peace for you. Let's pray. Father in heaven, teach us to rely on you. What we've heard today is easy to say, but hard to practice. Help us to practice it. Help us to believe in your faithfulness and truth. And as we go through the years of our life, help us to glorify you and say, yes, God has been faithful. That's the end of episode three of the Olam podcast. God bless you.